Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the Watch Me Work podcast. Now you might notice the audio quality is a little shittier than episode number two. All right, Roger that. <laughs> Fucking tracking. The microphone I was using is now no longer working, and I don't know what the hell to do. I've tried every setting. I've tried. It's a Bluetooth headset. And it worked for episode number two. However, it is not working for this episode. And I have tried every setting, every app permission, every Bluetooth setting, everything. I've tried everything. And it's not working. So, (laughs) we're just going to have the fucking deal, aren't we? Okay? Anyways. Episode three. What is episode three about? Well, it's a little... it's It's kind of a mix between... You know, expectations and boundaries. And uh, so, with that being said, let's dive into episode three of the Watch Me Work podcast. So here we are. Let's roll into episode number three. Expectations and boundaries. And I want to do a deeper dive into expectations. Um, so let's do it. So here we are. Um, now a lot of what I'm going to be talking on is going to be my personal experience. Uh, just to keep it authentic. And just to show you guys the amount of work I'm doing in this area. Because what I found, I want to talk about one of my expectations of my partner. (laughs) Poor Pat, for years, had to listen to me go and essentially beg for affection, right? It would be a constant battle on my end. Because, guess what? She's not a very affectionate person. She has been through some traumas in her life and, and as such has not done certain work around those areas and so therefore uh, hasn't learned to love that way. That's not her love language. My love language is touch and affection and you know and that even transfers into like sex you know where I like to make love and it's that's not the only kind of like sexual that I like but let's just say it it, it all bleeds into one another. Sex for me is also a way to uh, communicate to my partner that I love them, right? And so, therefore, you know, I mean, touch and, and all this stuff is very intertwined for me. So, I started just, like, asking over and over and over again because... I was, what I didn't realize is that I had an expectation of her to love me the way that I wanted to be loved, right? And for her, that's not, that's not in the cards for her right now, right? It's just not. And we've been together for five years. (laughs) So it's like, for five years, until very recently, within the last year, you know, in the last year, I've just stopped asking I would ask here and there. I still do. It's just here and there. 
I found a workaround, and this is what I mean by meeting someone where they are at in their life and not expecting this from somebody, right? So there's a difference between meeting someone where they're at and finding a workaround and an expectation. And so, you know, when you find and you learn about an expectation, because this is what I learned from my cousin Sam, my therapist, um, is when you hold it, you can't have any expectations on anybody. Literally, I can't expect Pat to be loyal. I can't expect her to be nice to me. I can't hold any expectation whatsoever. I have to meet her where she is at in her life. And so what does that look like for me, right? Because I can only speak on personal experiences here. You know, I'm, I'm only equipped with what I'm equipped with and I, I'm only equipped with the work that I've done so far in this category. And so I recognized and I learned and Sam helped me realize that that is an expectation that I'm holding on to Pat. And what an expectation is, is a mold. It's how you want somebody to fit into this relationship. It's how you want somebody to, to be, to act, to, to, to love you, to, and guess what? You can't carry any of it, right? And so what do you do when you're faced with that reality, right? And for me, I found that to be very freeing because I took it as like, I can't expect anything from Pat. I can only meet her where she is at in her life. And for me, that was freeing because that gave me options, right? That put the power in my hands. And that gave me the power to either just accept it and find a workaround, which I did, or the other option was to end this relationship and find another person that would love me that way moving forward. Because I am also, you know, I'm not like other people who may or may not have learned to be emotionally mature or intelligent. Um, because of my chaotic upbringing, I didn't learn these concepts, right? <laughs> so uh, let's just say I've had to learn that I pretty much stopped emotionally developing at like middle school age or high school age. And that was it, right? Because there was trauma there. And wherever there's trauma, that's where you stop emotionally developing. And so, now we're gonna go back to this. So, because of this, I had no idea how to be in a relationship, which is gonna be a topic for my next episode, is relationships um, and what I've learned in them. What I'm learning and what I've learned so far. Anyway, maybe that'll, I'll tie some of that into this one. Either way, so this expectation of Pat was very unrealistic. Okay, and so I now have two options. I can end the relationship and me and her can co-parent or I can just accept her for who she is in this current moment and find a workaround, which I did, which I learned later and I told her this, I told her about this expectation because me and her opened up a space in our relationship to be able to communicate. Um, and be honest and leave all the bullshit at the door and we call it our check-in so during one of our check-ins you know usually we initiate a check-in by saying hey we need a check-in at least for me do you do you mind are you open to having a conversation about it if the answer is yes awesome if the answer is no cool we'll continue that at a later time anyway so we initiated a check-in and I told her 
that I learned through Sam that I just carried all these expectations of her. And this was a really cool conversation because then she felt relieved, right? And I told her I wasn't going to be carrying this anymore, but can we find a workaround? You know, can I, you know, open up a space where if I say I want affection, that we can do that. And, and we did. And we found a workaround. Why? Because we were able to fucking communicate. Um, and so now I just have to say, hey, look, you know, for the next, like, five minutes, can you just hold me? You know what I mean? It's like, it sounds pathetic to some people who this might become natural to, like me. Uh, or whatever have you. But for me, this was a, a nice uh, compromise because it's what we do in relationships. We compromise with each other. So, that was a unique compromise. Now, where else can you be holding expectations, right? You can be holding expectations of yourself. Okay, these are probably the most painful and heavy expectations to hold. And I'll tell you why. In my last episode, I talked about the expectations I had on myself as a father, right? It's like I wasn't doing enough, or I, I, I needed to be this gold star dad, you know, right from the jump, which I was not, <laughs> okay? Uh, listen to episode number two if you want to hear an example, all right? But I had these expectations on myself, and they were, uh, they were painful, uh, and they, were, they felt heavy to hold, and... You know, when I was talking to Sam about this, and he was reminding me of all these expectations, basically kind of explaining to me these expectations that I hold on myself, and how unrealistic and unhealthy they are, and how they tear you apart. And this is very true, because here I am feeling like I'm a shitty dad. When in reality, I'm not, because I'm showing up every day, and... I'm there for my kids, and I and I, I I don't read to them all the time, but I read to them when I have time, and you know I kiss them every night before I go to bed, and I'm with them in the morning when I wake up, and and me and my daughter we cook eggs together, and she's three, right? And she she helps me make scrambled eggs, and you know I this is like my time in the morning with my kids is like my favorite time because it's like we're waking up. I'm a morning person. They're morning people, of course, you know, because they're kids, and they're freaking on fire by by the time they wake up as soon as they wake up and you know when I get to cook eggs with my kids or or you know in the morning we set up maybe like some cartoons or I you know like toss them on the couch and throw them around smack them with pillows and shit that is my time to be alive with my kids right that's that's the time that I use to be present and to show up and those are my favorite times of the day to be there for my kids and and when when I'm saying all this you might think to yourself wow that's a really good dad but I don't see it that way because I have these unrealistic expectations because I I tell myself I'm not doing enough right I'm not doing enough and when I realized that I, I, I was doing this to myself and when I, I, I haven't fully let go of that expectation, but for the most part I have. And when I let go of these expectations of people and situations and things, um, I cried, man. I fucking bawled like a baby because it felt like a 400,000 pounds was lifted off my, my, my shoulders. And, you know, a lot of times when you're doing this work, 
<laughs> I mean, I cry every time I'm on the phone with Sam because there's something that comes up um, that I haven't thought about or that I'm describing for the first time to somebody and it can be feel very weird and, and these expectations were one of them. And, uh, you know, especially when I was talking about how I felt like I was a shitty dad because for whatever reason I built up a story in my head and I built up these expectations of myself and, you know, thinking that I'm not living up to the dad I should be, but in reality, I'm doing a lot more than what maybe some other people would give to their kids, you know, and it's, 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 it's totally self-deprecating and it'll destroy you and it only hurts you, right? You're, and then what, what happens when you carry an expectation, you carry this self-imposed resentment and I was holding resentment for Pat. Like, say, she wouldn't love me the way I wanted her to love me. Well, then I'm resenting her because I have an unrealistic expectation of her. How selfish is that? Seriously. <laughs> like, I am sitting here, sitting there, resenting her because of something I was holding against her that's completely unrealistic. Because of, because of something she has never developed in her life. Well, that's not her fault, right? That's my fault for holding that mold that I expected her to fit in. It's selfish, right? And it's not fully thought through. It's not mature. It's not. It's a. It's a very childlike thing to do. And you know, I own that. I accept that. I take 100% ownership and responsibility in that. And so, when I had that conversation with her, she felt relieved. And when I had this conversation with myself, I felt relieved. You know what I mean? It was like, fuck, finally, I'm I'm making progress. You know what I mean? And it could be the most rewarding thing that you've ever that you've ever felt and you know let's say another expectation you could carry is what an expectation of how you want a situation to turn out right let's say I call it windshield therapy right when I'm in the driving in the truck um, those of you who listen to the show uh, consistently <laughs> I get it episode three okay got it three episodes but there are people who do actually consistently listen to the show my day oneers right so I call it windshield therapy when I have this like conversation that I have when I have with my boss right let's say I want to have a conversation with my boss or or the leadership the leadership in my company right when I have if I ever have an issue and I'm I'm, I'm on fire because like this one chick like talk to me a certain way and I'm just like in this conversation I'm winning right <laughs> I'm like I'm setting an expectation in my head I'm like you motherfucker like or like you know I have this like expectation of how this conversation is gonna go and then I get on the phone right and the next thing you know it's like it gets flipped on its head because then I forget what the fuck I'm gonna say and then it doesn't go exactly the way I wanted it to go and then I feel like my message wasn't heard because I haven't really actually thought out every possibility or you know reality right or because maybe I haven't accepted that I was fucking wrong right <laughs> and then you know maybe maybe she'll spit out some undeniable truth right where I'm like ah, yeah you're right you know what I mean and then I sit there and the conversation goes completely different right and we all have these moments you know I call it windshield therapy because I'm doing it as I'm driving and I'm just having this conversation out loud um, Which, you know, I mean, whatever, dude. You, 
if people heard the conversations that I say out loud in my truck, you know, while I'm driving, they'd think I'm crazy. Because it's like, you know, it's just my own fucking, it's my own bullshit. So what's the expectation there? You know, you gotta let it go. You know, again, this is, these are all expectations, right? These are all expectations on other people and other places and things and how you expect it to be. You ever have like a, like a, you have like this situation coming up you're super excited for, you built up this like story in your head of how awesome it's going to be and then guess what? Reality hits you and you're disappointed. You know, my point in saying all this is that when you hold an expectation, it's going to fucking disappoint you. You are only setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself for disappointment. You're setting yourself up for resentment. All right. So now where does boundaries tie into all this? Where does it tie into all this? Well, as you start doing work, you're going to start discovering boundaries. What's important to you? These are things that you need to journal. These are things you need to write down. These are things as you're doing work, as you're doing the homework after talking to your therapist. Okay, this is the where the real work. This is where the rubber meets meets the road. This is where the work begins, right? Because it starts with changing behavior. So, let's revert back to my expectation with Pat, right? My boundary that I discovered is that I want to be loved the way I want to be loved, right? And so the boundary is exactly that. So now that I've discovered a workaround and I feel like I need to be loved because what I'm feel what you need to understand is that your emotions are valid and what you're feeling is valid, right? And when you have this conversation with your significant other, whoever, have that conversation with them, right? Hey, I need to be loved for like the next five minutes. I'm not going to take up your time, just five minutes and I'll feel better. And, you know, that's my boundary, right? Where it's like, I need somewhere in my relationship to where I need to feel loved as well, right? As well as she does too. And so, again, what if I'm not this person? Let's say I'm not Shane. Let's say I'm somebody else. Let's say I'm, I'm somebody who could not accept anything less than being loved the way they wanted to. Well, that's you are absolutely 100% completely entitled and completely allowed to end a relationship because you aren't feeling loved the way you need to be, right? It's because you have accepted that that person is not going to change, nor do they have to, okay? Nor does that person have to change. And you accepted that you were carrying an expectation, you let that expectation go, and that left you with a couple choices. Again, compromise or not, right? And when that person decides to not compromise, they end up finding a boundary. And so every relationship moving forward, guess what you can do? And guess what that person can do? Find somebody who loves that way. Where, When you're dating, when you first start dating somebody, this is something you can talk about, right? Weird, this is what dating is for. It's for communication, finding each other's boundaries. This is what you should be doing on first, second, third, fourth, fifth dates. You should be communicating with each other and finding out each other's love languages, finding, finding out what is important to each other to see if you guys are gonna mesh, right? Yes, countless times in my life, first date, 
and then we end up sleeping together, and then that pattern repeats over and over and over again, okay? It's like you don't learn anything from each other when you're doing that. So this is where you, maybe you find somebody that's really cool, and you find on the first date, hey, this person's actually pretty cool, right? Start communicating with them more. Start telling them, hey, like, how do you... What's your love language? Like, these are all things, like, important things to ask. Yes, it sounds corny to ask somebody what your love language is, you know? <laughs> like, Roger, got it. Okay, but this is going to... And then you start asking that person. Get to, Ask that person, literally, what are your boundaries? You know, what do you, what, do you, uh, what do you accept and don't accept in a relationship? These are good first date questions, man. They're awesome because it'll get you guys engaged in that conversation, okay? Me and Pat... In a way, we kind of didn't have this opportunity. We did, but we didn't take it, right? Because we had kids, and we were strangers, essentially. We only hung out seven times before she got pregnant, and then I had to move halfway across the country. So, like, the honeymoon stage, <laughs> you might as well threw that shit right out the window, all right? We went straight to freaking raising kids, all right? Um, so, completely different dynamic, all right? We had to figure out this shit like years into the relationship because we're so busy raising kids and working and she's going to school and yada yada. It's like there was there was a lot going on and we went straight into mom and dad mode right away. Um, but when you're when you're in these even with friendships, you know, you're like what are your boundaries? Like what is, what is this? What is that? What pisses you off? Like what what is something that I could do that would that would make you so mad? Right? Like what's like when you have these conversations, you open up a door in that relationship you're trying to forge. You open up a door for communication, right? Communication is so fucking important, but even just as equally important for communication is 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 the ability to listen and implement, right? Listen and action. Listen and action. Communicate, listen, action, okay? <laughs> so that way... You can skip the whole discovering each other's boundaries on accident when, and next thing you know, there's an argument, all right? These are all things that you can learn at the very beginning because let's say you have some boundaries, okay? You have some boundaries and you want to communicate them and you just bring up, hey, what are your boundaries? And you start discussing each other's boundaries. Next thing you know, you're, you're gathering a catalog of things that you should do and not do in this potential relationship you're looking at getting into. And if none of this applies and, and there's some things that you're not willing, you have to hold a concrete boundary for yourself. I don't give a shit. You are one of the most important person. You are one of the most important people in your own life. Because if you aren't happy, you cannot expect to be happy. Okay? You can't. And these expectations of yourself. Okay? You're going to just, you just, ugh. Yeah. Okay. So again, boundaries. Discuss them with your friends. Discuss them with your family. Discuss them. Let's just say, because Pat's, there are certain members of Pat's family that I, I know these are conversations that I actually had with Pat, where I had to say, I do not want this person around when I'm here. This person. And you know what? It's a completely valid point because I do not like Pat's mother, all right? And I will openly admit this. And she is drama. She 
is not there for Pat. I have issues with her mom because I, I'm not going to air her dirty laundry out, but let's just say Pat is consistently disappointed by her mom. And that enrages me because it's like, that's your mother. And, you know, men are not more important than your daughter, right? And, and this is kind of how their dynamic is. And that's the only thing I'm going to say on it. But I do not want that lady at my house when I'm there. I, she can talk to her mom all she wants. That is not my place to say, like, you can't talk to her. Like, that's fucking... I can't do that. That's an expectation. Okay? Expectation. I can't expect her to not stop talking to her mom. Okay? Again, you know, message out to, to my guys who, you know, like to control their people. Guess what? You can't, dude. Sorry. That's an expectation. And it's very unrealistic. Okay? She wants a relationship with her mom. Now, in later in this past year, she has not wanted to anymore. And has corrected that because it only hurt her over and over and over again and so but during this time I told Pat I'm like I do not want her around when I'm here and that is completely reasonable that's completely reasonable because this person only only hurts her and only just creates drama and it's just completely not necessary these are all healthy boundaries that you can have Okay, it's not controlling. I'm not saying, no, you can't talk to your mom. Of course not. I'm not that kind of guy. I just don't want that woman in my life, right? Because I have already worked so hard in my, my, with my home friends, with my friends back at home in Pennsylvania. I'm not friends with any of these types of people because I've already done the sorting in that. So when I moved to Texas, one of the things I had to restart and figure out was who can I trust, who can I not? What kind of friends can I develop down here that are similar to back at home, right? That means boundaries, right? That means finding expectations, getting rid of them. And that's how those two are very deeply intertwined. As you start to let go of your, your expectations, you're going to find boundaries. And as you start finding boundaries, you're going to find out your, find your expectations. They're, they're very interconnected. And so is communication. And so you solve all these things by communicating and opening a spot in whatever friendship, relationship, whatever, what have you. And that's how you do that. That's how you find your expectations. I'm trying to think of other expectations that I've held. Um, so that way I can give better examples. Okay, so here's where we're at you know one of the things that I mentioned I've done a lot before is cheating okay I've participated in this pattern of behavior a long time and this feeds into expectations and this is a lot many of the reasons why I've cheated in the past right because I was carrying an expectation of somebody and they weren't doing what I expected them to do so what would I do I would go out and find somebody who fucking would. And let me tell you something. My die, my guys out there, okay, in this pattern of behavior who cheat. It's so destructive. It's so destructive to you, to the person you're with. And all it's going to do is just lead you down a road where you're going to be emotionally flat. Because all you're doing is hurting yourself. You're hurting other people. And you are just repeating. And what's going to happen is is that you're just going to keep doing this over and over and over and over again. 
And you're going to constantly watch people cry in front of you. You're going to watch people break down in front of you over and over and over again. You're going to be consistently scared of them finding your phone. <laughs> right? Damn. What an exhausting pattern of behavior this is. Okay? And it's toxic. And guess what? Expectations are under the surface of that behavior. Okay? Expectations of yourself, expectations of your partner, and when they don't measure up inevitably to your unrealistic expectations, resentment trickles in. And when resentment trickles in and it goes unchecked and uncommunicated, you cheat. You find it elsewhere. You find, excuse me, you find it elsewhere. At least that's what I did. Right? That's what I did because I'd stopped emotionally developing in middle and high school. Okay? And, man, let me tell you how long that pattern of behavior had followed me. Even in my current relationship, that had followed me. Only this time, I had become emotionally developed enough to finally fucking recognize the pattern and why I was doing it. And why was I doing it? Well, a large reason was expectations. Again! Expectations. <laughs> so much bullshit derives from expectations. You know, uh, I would have these expectations. Guess what? You can't expect your partner to have sex with you whenever the fuck you want. You can't. That's another expectation I carried, you know? And that was a lot of the reasons why I cheated a lot, right? love sex. It was my way to check in with my partner. It was uh, it was so tied in with how I loved. And that pattern of behavior is very destructive. Very destructive. So again, <laughs> I can't stress this expectations thing enough, guys. I can't. Because I've allowed these expectations to run the larger portions of of decisions in my life and you know maybe in listening to this I hope you guys have found or learned or maybe I help become a mirror for some of you guys you know allow me to become a mirror for you because if you're sitting here and you're listening to this podcast and you're going hey I do that hey guess what man it's time to start looking in a mirror and start asking yourself, what, what am I doing that's similar, right? All these patterns of behavior. Patterns, 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 expectations, boundaries, okay? So I want you guys to keep this stuff in mind. For moving into relationships, friendships, work relationships, all this stuff moving forward, communication, compromise. All these things are key to developing healthy relationships, friendships, healthy dynamics between you and other people. I can't stress this enough and how important this is and how much of a detriment these these things have played in my life that I have allowed in my life um, because I never learned these concepts. I only learned from watching and, you know, monkey see and monkey do, you know. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just my path that I've been on, 
And I'm so grateful to have been going to therapy and doing this stuff, doing this work. And, uh, yeah, man. All it's going to do is just hurt you. So, find your expectations. Start setting boundaries, okay? Especially for yourself. And when you start setting boundaries for yourself, do not compromise. The one thing you cannot compromise are on are your boundaries. Do not compromise on them. And maybe I should take my own advice. However, comma, <laughs> once you set a concrete boundary, don't don't let anyone cross it. Because when they cross it, next thing you know, those self-deprecating stories are going to come back in. Right? Tell you, ah, look at you. You're a pussy. You can't even adhere to your own boundaries, you know. You can't even stick up for yourself. You can't even do this. Ah, you're worthless. You're pathetic. Ah, you know. All these stories we tell ourselves. Completely unrealistic. Right? So... Recap, expectations, boundaries, very tied together. Start setting them. Start finding your expectations. Start looking. Okay? Anytime you feel disappointed by somebody, ask yourself why. What boundary, what expectation was I holding on them? Oh, I expected them to, to do this, and, and they didn't. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> Maybe it's time to start looking in the mirror about that one. Start asking yourself questions. Ask yourself questions. Write down these answers in a journal. Journaling is very important for this because it's going to let you refer, reference back and go, oh, okay, cool. Like, once you journal something, read it a week later. See if it, see if it still sticks. See what your feeling on it is. You go, you know what? Yeah, that's good. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that one. You know, put that in my back pocket. So, with that being said, guys, kind of a shorter episode this time around. I'm probably going to tie it off here. Um, but again, start doing some work in this area, guys. Get after it. Journal. Find your expectations. Set boundaries. And again, be a motherfucking coffee bean. You guys, that was episode number three of the Watch Me Work podcast. Y'all be good. Love you, boo-boos.